Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, Chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board. And I'm Elliot Berman, our Creative Director. We are excited to welcome you to the This Week in AML podcast, where we explore key news and developments in the global financial crime prevention community. Hi, John. How are you today? Elliot, doing fine. How are you? I'm good, too. It's a gorgeous day here in the Midwest. Uh, It's almost 70 degrees, which is, uh, for the beginning of November, is um, kind of a gift. (laughs) I bet. I bet. So, uh, FinCEN actually has been pretty busy already this week, and we're recording uh, earlier in the week than we usually do. Uh, But one of the things that they uh, published is their financial trend analysis about ransomware trends coming out of the Bank Secrecy Act data for the second half of 2021. So a year ago, in October of uh, 2021, they published a similar analysis for the period of the first six months of 2021. And now a year later, they've come out with the second half of the data. Did you see that publication? I, yeah, I did. And I thought it was, um, obviously, it's uh, extremely current, even though it was the second half of 2021. And a couple of things struck me. One is the acting director's comments that um, this obviously impacts national and economic security, which is, of course, True, but also the importance of the filing of suspicious activity reports, because I think as you and I were talking about offline, um, this is only one way in which ransomware gets reported. So the fact that these uh, filings have increased significantly uh, is sort of part of the story. The other part is the uh, the amount that comes in through different uh, different vehicles we don't know, but it does. it's certainly consistent with what law enforcement has been talking about um, for quite a while. And ransomware, as we know, uh, has such a devastating impact on companies if you're not prepared for them. So yeah, I did obviously did see that and was definitely struck by the, uh, by the dramatic increase in, in numbers. Uh, good, a good document, a good analysis. They have the dollar values in there, the number of incidents. And then as the director, the acting director said, how many of the activities related to a nexus to Russia, which is, of course, uh, the main place in which ransomware emanates in the U.S.? Yes. Yeah, so um, they talked about. Um, so there's a million numbers in here, so I want to make sure I pull pull the two I want that are meaningful. So they talked about uh, 70. Uh, 69% Russian-related ransomware variants accounted for 69% of the ransomware incident value. Right. 75% of the incidents. Um, so, you know, that that is a very strong tie. They also talked about how they made the connection or how they determined that it was somehow Russia connected. And they pointed out that they used open source uh, resources. So I think that was a nice way to say they didn't, they don't, they're not using anything from the intelligence community 
or right. the, you know, the uh, uh, cyber command or any of those other government resources, they're, they're, you know, doing the same thing that you or I, if we were probably a little smarter, uh, could try to do just using the internet. So I thought that was interesting. And as you mentioned, our offline conversation, I think just, I want to reiterate that. Remember, this is coming out of the, the BSA data, which is essentially the SAR data. So this right. is only coming from, you know, organizations that have an obligation, a SAR filing obligation, which is a lot, but there are many, many, many business corporations, um, hospitals who have been hit and, you know, education uh, institutions and things like that, whose incidents are not in these, in this information. That doesn't mean that the government isn't aware of it uh, and that some of that data might not be available but it's not in this particular trend analysis. Right, and the average monthly amount is pretty eye-opening. Uh, $81 million, medium being $80 million. Uh, obviously, as they say, that's not nothing. <laughs> so there's quite a bit of lost dollars. The full data, uh, they say, consisted of 1,000 filings reporting 750 million in ransomware-related activity. Um, so like you say, it's not everything, but this is still quite a bit. And, you know, given the fact that it's only been fairly recently that SAR filers were looking for ransomware. I mean, obviously institutions were, but SAR filers were not. This is really um, eye-opening. And I think that that's important. The other thing too, is they, they describe what ransomware is uh, going back to malicious software that we know encrypts the victim's files, holds the data hostage until you pay the ransom. And a lot of that ransom they want now uh, today in, in Bitcoin. Um, and there's also some recommendations uh, toward the tail end of the report on what institutions will do, which we can mention in a minute. But what other things struck you? Well, there's a, uh, there are several graphs. I mean, again, it's a, it's a trend analysis. So there's a lot of numbers, but they've, They've graphed some of them. And uh, in per the one that catches your, at least caught my eye, is the very first one, which is number of ransomware-related BSA filings by filing an incident incidence dates 2011 to 2021. So, of course, in the early years up through 20, 2011 through 2015, um, there are just a handful. I mean, I think the whole... Uh, the whole thing doesn't add up to uh, more than a uh, hundred uh, right. incidents. Uh, but then you start to see some, you know, low to middle three digit numbers in 2016. They go down a little bit in 17 and 18 and even and stay low in 19. 2020, they jump considerably. So 2020 compared to 2021, is uh, uh, double uh, in terms of the, uh, uh, based on the incident state. And then if you go to 2021, again, staying with, just to hold the numbers consistent, you go to um, 2021 over 2020 on the, using the incident date as the trigger, you're talking almost three times as many. Uh, and so it's about seven times as many from 2021 going back to 2019. So we're talking about a, a, a hockey stick type curve here. Right. And you can look at the numbers as numbers, but I think the graph was helpful to sort of 
uh, emphasize the ramp up. And there are other things, you know, all, there are uh, quite a few graphs but and uh, charts. And I think that those are, again, to get grasp the problem, I think uh, the magnitude of the problem, they're very helpful. Yeah, and they also uh, remind folks to look back at the, um, the FinCEN notice from November of last year uh, on ransomware. Uh, also, there's a lot of other places that uh, a lot of other entities that are involved in looking at these crimes, law enforcement in general, OFAC specifically, if there's uh, uh, connection to sanctions, of course, but there's also obviously the FBI, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, uh, Secret Service. Uh, they also indicate, besides going back to last year's uh, uh, statement from FinCEN, that there's others. CISA has a stopransomware.gov website that's sort of a one-stop shop. And, and NIST, uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, has a data integrity section that, and many others, too. But they... They give you a whole host of ways in which you can report cyber activity, again, not just through FinCEN, but as we mentioned, CISA, uh, OFAC, FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center. So there's, uh, that's why I think it's not clear how much of all this information was put together from all those sources, but there's certainly a lot of places for our uh, information technology experts in, in our community to, to respond to this. Yeah, um, it, it's um, uh, we will link to the to the report um, on our website. So if you if you catch uh, catch our podcast through our website or go to our website, if you've if you listen to it on another source, uh, the link will be there in the description of uh, today's episode. But um, it's it's a you know it's not a a burdensome read, but I think it's a worthwhile read. It's a good refresher. Um, as you and I have talked many times, many of these guidance or issuance pieces can help with um, either in-depth or quick hit type training, just, you know, to uh, uh, keep it, to keep these issues top of mind with the right people in our listeners organization. So um, definitely something uh, worth taking a quick look at. There also today, uh, the White House hosted an international counter ransomware um, initiative uh, summit. And uh, some of these same issues were talked about there. So 36 countries were represented. So this is clearly a global problem. Uh, no one country or one set of government agencies or even one industry is going to solve this problem. So uh, I'm sure that the release today of this document was time to, to go along with the, the summit, but uh, important to paying attention to these uh, areas. So John, what else do you have uh, coming up? So a couple things. Uh, we just posted an interview that I did on the Basel AML index for 2022 that's up on our site. We've posted that on LinkedIn. Uh, on the 17th of November, we're, uh, we've mentioned this before, uh, doing a um, deep dive into uh, various types of terrorist financing activity. And that's going to be uh, one o'clock Eastern. You can sign up for that on our website. And then I'm working on a potential interview uh, webinar for December with uh, a couple of in individuals from the organized 
Crime and Corruption Reporting Project, a very interesting investigative journalist group that's working on a couple of things that we want to highlight. So that's we are working on that now. I'm fairly confident we will get uh, their involvement. We're, it's going to have obviously something to do with corruption, which is what their uh, main area of focus is. Uh, so more to come on that. Yes. Uh, and we'll keep you advised uh, as the weeks unfold as to the uh, topics of our upcoming webinars. Uh, John, you and I, we, we're not, we, there's no spoiler alert here, but uh, we, uh, we're actually pretty far along in planning our topics for 2023. And um, we'll, uh, we'll continue to let you know about those as the months unfold. So John, uh, anything else before we sign off? Uh, yes. Vote, vote, vote. Don't boo, vote. So those of you that haven't voted early, election day is next week, uh, November 8th. So do, do your duty and vote. Agreed. Um, okay. Good to talk to you. Uh, have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye.